0: It's Wednesday, January 20th. I'm Colin. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Kenny. This is HNTLDR. Kenny, how's it going? It's going pretty well today on this fine January 20th. There's a, there's a new
1: president. Just watched the inauguration and uh, watched Bernie Sanders in his casual wear, and it was fantastic.
0: <laughs> Unamused Bernie is the meme we needed right now. Absolutely. <laughs> but not the one we deserved or something. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> What is good on HN today?
0: Uh, some interesting stuff. IPFS, uh, Brave browser just launched support for IPFS, which is pretty cool. You know, we know uh, we have a friend at Protocol Labs, and so you know, we're uh, always pushing for IPFS. Uh, if people don't know what it is, it's kind of like a you know decentralized file system uh, where instead of everything having a URL, it's all based on content hashes. And uh, it's kind of, you know, peer to peer style. So, you know, any node on the network can serve, you know, any content on the network. And it's just like built in now you can um, into the Brave browser, which is interesting. So you can just go so to what like, does
1: that mean? You just go to the the URL of an IPFS
0: file and it'll load. Exactly. It's like, you know, you've got the hash dot IPFS dot dot link, I guess. I don't know. That's that's kind of just from a screenshot on the homepage. Um, so, yeah, it basically, they kind of take that hash and give it a kind of pseudo URL uh, that you can put into the URL bar and then, you know, see the content and uh, click around other, uh, other you know, content items on IPFS, which is pretty, pretty neat.
1: It's very cool. That's awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you got?
1: Um, I have some show HNs, a couple of them today, but Holy I'll start God. off with, you know, anything Markdown related, especially that is silly, is right in my wheelhouse. So today on the front page, there is a markdown variant called dumbdown. Dumbdown is the dumb alternative to markdown. And I really dig it. It uh, Instead of, for example, instead of a hashtag for uh, for a title, you just type the word title and then write your title. And if you want a new paragraph, you just type the word paragraph. Wow. So there are no parentheses
0: there's no hashtags. There's what no brackets. If, what if you want your paragraph to start with the word lowercase title? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if dumbdown is as
1: markdown should be, the correct John Gruber-approved answer is: I have no clue. Why don't you try it and see what happens? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is incredible! Wow. How so this was on show h n Hows it doing? was it high
1: I, it's oh, yeah, on, it's it was on the, it's on the front page right now
0: thirty six um, points after yeah. an hour yeah, it's doing really well
1: wow the, the top comment right now is I'm sorry, I may be in the minority here, but I strongly dislike
0: this <laughs> uh is he in the minority? This is the kind of thing where I truly have no idea where h n comes down on this like this This could be everyone just like troll of a thing yeah (laughs) wow is it uh, could you replicate this in custom mark that's a great
1: question Um, I think you could actually wow I'm gonna try that
0: (laughs) this will be your whole thing or at least one of your many things it's like (laughs) re-implementing every dumb markdown variant in custom mark and being like Guys, we could we could just use custom mark for everything. Guys. Yeah. And uh, that'll be it. That'll be that'll be the day. Incredible. Okay, what do you got? There was a pretty good New Yorker article uh just titled Three Mathematicians We Lost in 2020, which I thought was uh I thought it was cool that the New Yorker wrote this article basically, you know, highlighting um John Conway, who made Conway's Game of Life, oh, uh, Freeman Dyson. Yep. Uh, Freeman oh, Dyson, Dyson is awesome. He's the one who, you know, uh, coined the Dyson sphere concept, which he is likes uh, vacuum
1: cleaners, right?
0: Big vacuum guy, just big vacuum head. Uh, that, uh, you know, I think it's a different Dyson, but I honestly don't know. It would be amazing if there was a mathematician who like op- designed the optimal vacuum, you know, his like great grandfather or something. Yeah. I guess it
1: is a different Dyson, which is kind of tragic because Dyson is also like cool futuristic engineering stuff with their bladeless fans in him.
0: That's true. They've got some rad vacuums. Yeah. Uh, But Freeman Dyson is even more rad, even more futuristic engineering, which is the Dyson sphere kind of hypothetical concept is like a a man-made like dome or sphere that surrounds the whole sun uh, that captures all of the outgoing energy of it, uh, which I guess is one of the uh hallmarks of like a phase phase one civilization or something type one civilization there's this oh, whole theory okay. of like type one civil, type one through three civilizations yes, um, yes. and one is like capturing all the energy from your sun and two is like galaxy and three is universe or something um well on his wikipedia page there's a subsection called astro chicken one
1: word so that is okay. how you know you've made it
0: wow D- a small self-replicating automaton that could explore space more efficiently than a mancraft could sure i mean i love the name i mean it's it's the worst name ever given to anyone
1: <laughs> the concept is so so but the name is a plus <laughs>
0: <laughs> what else you got
1: okay well i'm going to talk about it but i know it is going to let me down in the future so just know i am not naive I know it's not going to work. I know, but I can't not be excited about it. It's called Beeper. It's also a show HN today. Beeper HQ. They promise all of your chats in a single app: iMessage, WhatsApp, Facebook, Slack, Messenger, why, Instagram, honey? Signal.
0: Answer me this: they, Why? They promise. Why dare to hope? Why even bother? Me.
1: Beeper <laughs> is fast—a single app to chat on. You can search. You can snooze, you can archive your messages. With a single unified inbox, you'll never miss a message again. <sighs> so, no. this is, this what, is smart
0: because uh, it, does, it actually doesn't require does collection of emails.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it doesn't does require that, any buy-in from you know on both sides of the conversation, right? It just builds on their API, all, all the APIs. None of these services have APIs. Zero. (laughs) Wait, IRC. Hashtag IRC is open standard. So, boom. I win this one, Um, Kenny.
1: Okay, a few of these services might have APIs, but the vast majority (laughs) of them do not, which is why this idea has never
0: worked, can't work, and won't work in the future. But... I mean, surely that's the top comment on HN. (laughs) This idea... Will never work, has never worked, and will never work in the future. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the worst part is um the that it's already had a previous name. And the previous name was Nova Chat. So they've already they've already done the hype cycle. And I guess they just started over. I'm not sure what the what the transition was, but at the top of the beeper site, it says NovaChat is now beeper
0: so what you're saying is this idea has already failed
1: yes (laughs) like the the same implementation i think has already failed i'm not sure i mean if you're if you're the beeper folks out there listening to this episode if you're one of the folks at home who has started nova chat slash beeper please reach out to me and tell me why this is going to work finally because i would love to know
0: signal two how is that even close to possible how? <laughs> it doesn't matter it's, it's it's truly irrelevant this entire show I Uh look I guess if it works it works really we should all just someone needs to make a messenger app that isn't owned by one of the big tech companies and we can all just collectively decide to use it and that it alone and just finally move away from SMS that's all it'll take if there was an open standard that would be lovely yes Exactly. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, there's this whole controversy around Elastic. We don't need to spend a ton of time on it, but, you know, I thought it was interesting. Elastic changed their license from close, uh, open source to closed source. Um, Elastic is like a big, I guess, like error management, um, you know, library that does like, you know, is able to detect, you know, new errors that occur on like servers or or clients. I don't know a ton about it. Um the point is Amazon took this open source library and made it, you know, put out an offering on AWS. That's just literally called Elasticsearch. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Wait, um, oh,
1: is that interesting? Okay. I've, I'd, oh. I've seen Elasticsearch before.
0: You're right. Elastic. I... Yeah, you're right. It is Elasticsearch. So it's it's not what I was describing. Elastic.co also offers some sort of error management product, which is what Nickel's company uses, which is why, yeah, Kibana. Ah. Mm. Uh, Ah, uh, looks like that was actually just the service I was I was looking at on his end was just like the place where they stored and searched all their error messages. So I guess the errors originated in a different service. I should have looked this up beforehand. Anyway, yeah, they invented Elasticsearch, and AWS now had you know has an Elasticsearch offering. They apparently didn't you know consult with the Elastic team at all. Um, you know since it's an open source library, uh. Anyway, it was kind of an odd thing. Yesterday, the number one story was, you know, why we had to change Elastic licensing. It has uh, 1,384 points, and it's the blog post from the CEO of Elastic saying, like, yeah, you know, we've been getting screwed over by Amazon at every turn. There's this whole history here. But down at number 30 yesterday, which is has 140 points by Drew DeVault, uh, is Elasticsearch does not belong to Elastic. And Drew DeVault, you know, pretty popular programmer, he's on HN a lot. Uh, is just like ripping Elastic a new one. They have they have spit in the face of every single one of the 1,573 open source contributors who gave Elastic their trust, loyalty, and patronage. This is an Oracle oh. level move. He just really, you know Wow. Uh just lays into them. Um so yeah, I mean it's uh it's an interesting area, you know, the people are now kind of torn on HN, I think, between open source maintainers like trying to find licenses that make it easier to get paid and make open source more sustainable um but then you know at the same time there is always you know there's, there's always a sense of of a breach of trust we saw the same thing when Mapbox gl went uh, proprietary for v2 right yeah wow so this is some close
1: to original reporting here on HMTLDR that's right people connected the number one that's a that's a big discrepancy in upvotes and number of comments
0: yeah it's uh it's odd i i for a while thought that maybe you know i'm looking at the hn digest so maybe the drew Vault thing had just like just started coming up when the day ended but nope because it's you know otherwise it would still be uh it would still be high on the front page today i would i would expect but uh yeah right. it, like it kind of peaked at 130
1: interesting well i guess we'll have to track and see what happened to that story as well. That's right. Let's see. Last on my list. A little bit of a political one. Last minute pardon from the outgoing president. Mm -hmm. Uh, Out of the blue, Anthony Lewandowski, the self-driving car guy, got a pardon.
0: Did not Uh, see this one coming.
1: Nobody saw this one coming. So (laughs) odd. You know, Peter Thiel decided to tie himself to trump early on and he powered through for four years five years don't take him literally take him seriously all that stuff <laughs> and the one tiny little thing he got out of it was a pardon for this self-driving car engineer but anyways yeah. good on teal but it was very interesting in the actual pardon it says like it actually says like peter teal was a was pro-pardoning this guy
0: sure wait how is- did uh, how does Peter Thiel benefit from Lewandowski getting a pardon?
1: Okay, well, I mean, it's I was I was mostly joking there, but uh, it was like Peter Thiel he wanted it to pardon. happen. He he, yeah, yeah, he pushed for the pardon.
0: I've seen that um, now.
1: Yeah, and I so guess. yeah, he doesn't benefit directly or anything, but I think he's just uh, thought it was a a dumb charge, and it, it, it's right. a really weird story, an interesting story.
0: Yeah. I was rereading the story, you know, the kind of history of this, you know, he starts auto June or January, 2016 sells to Uber in June, 2016, six months later. And then like is fired six months after that. And then the Uber shuts down the driverless trucks, like six months after that. It's a, it's a wild ride. Yeah, it really is. But yeah, the comments on that story on HM were of course, um, you know, to think I dared to hope that he would pardon Snowden uh, or Assange. So that is those are you some of know, the I, notable. I
1: actually had a I had a tweet about that yesterday, but it was just incredibly silly to ever think that Trump was going to give a pardon to Assange or Snowden. And if you think otherwise. Please send me some hate mail and I will slowly explain to you why. (laughs) But you should you should never, never get your hopes up for a horrible person accidentally doing the right thing. It's just a it's just a bad way to go through life. This is my lesson to all of the viewers
0: out there. (laughs) With that parting wisdom, we're at time. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, folks.